Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Bezaz Hashem, BPM number 49. That's Vice Primi, Sheer for Men, Sheer number 49. And today we're continuing to talk about how to heal your marriage. And this one also is not an easy one, but it's the idea to recognize that often, especially if for the men that have the higher libido, the stronger desire for sex uh, than their wives, and we had many shiurim talking about the sensitivity one has to have for each other. And we did explain very often, both to the wives and to the husbands, that someone who has a higher libido, a strong sex drive, does not mean they're a bad person, does not mean they're an animal. And sometimes it could be a very healthy thing, but they also need to learn how to balance it. And and the lower one, needs to, each one has to meet midway somewhere. And we, we had many shiurim on that. But in this particular shear, and it's it's something that um, us men, especially the ones that have a higher drive for sex, and it's on our minds a lot, and we feel we need it often, to recognize often that that drive for sex could be killing your marriage. And as hard as it is to hear, as hard as it is to say it, um, that we need to pull back a little bit when we realize part of the meeting halfway is to recognize this and to realize that very often we're unfair to our wives when it comes to this area. We're not talking about cases where um, they are actually um, avoiding it completely and or, or always uh, uh, you know, moving away from it. That's a separate subject. We're not talking about that right now. Although when that's a problem, of course, a couple needs to go to a Rav and then to a professional to help with that. And we had Shuram on this regarding, um, you know, sex therapists and, and how to go about that. But we're talking about a lot of situations that we, if we're honest with ourselves, many men want sex all the time, and very often we may realize it or we may not realize it. We push our eyes often, we pressure them, manipulate them, and did whatever it took to get them to comply with us pertaining to that. You want that sex, and you do different things, sometimes in a harsh way, sometimes in subtle ways, towards that end. Now, I know there's a metayu shaloy lishma So it's okay, we said this often, on during the times it's close to intimacy, to be nice to your wives and to be kind to them, knowing that that's going to take place, and that's fine. But like we said many times, if you only do that when it's close to mikveh time or in that night where you're expecting intimacy and you ignore her in the nida period, as an example, then that's a, that's a problem. And when many men, they, they, they don't know what intimacy is. They know what sex is, all right, but they don't know what intimacy is. And that is something that is a very uh, painful uh, realization for us to realize, and we need to learn how to relearn this concept of sexuality, even especially for uh, men that have a very strong drive for it. We, we have to make sure that that strong drive from it is not pushing our wives away. You have a situation where a husband, uh, there were other issues in the marriage, but one of those was he acknowledged later, he realized that he was pushing and pressuring and manipulating her to have, have sex with her, no matter what it took. And she left him. 
and she left him with the kids and she started taking care of the kids. He started taking care of the kids and she, he was, she was out of the house for, for, um, you know, for a week or so. And then she got back to herself and she decided to come back, but she was cautious and she began, he began to sort of date her again. And that's how she went, won her back. He won her back and to rectify the marriage. He acknowledged he, it was a wake-up call that week that uh, she was away, that he was really being very insensitive and not even a good, healthy human being. And he began to love her and woo her and win her a heart, not looking for the physical sex, because he knew that's not going to happen unless he puts in an emotional investment. Because at that point, they were very far away apart emotionally. It wasn't going to happen just because he said he wanted it. It's not going to happen. And he knew that it will only happen if she feels close to him. And she felt enough love for him that she also wanted to be physically intimate, that she also wanted to be sexual to please her and, 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 and to please her husband. And that was only going to happen if there was a true intimacy. We don't need the definition for sex. We know what it is. For intimacy, we do need a definition. Some of the dictionaries say intimacy is emotional warmth and closeness, and that's pretty close. When you're in that zone of warmth and closeness, then you know you're more or less on a, on, on a, on a same page or a very similar page where the distractions go away, the conversations flow, there's no criticism, there's no friction in the conversation, and it's not a matter of can we have sex or not. It, it happens as a flow from the emotional connection that you have. For most women, for most wives, and us husbands need to know this, that the best kind of sex, the best kind of physical intimacy, and the only desire one really for them, is coming from the overflow of intimacy, which is the emotional warmth and closeness. Because if she loves you so much in the moment, she'll want to be with you physically. It may be that she will want to give you what you want and what you need. It may be that she will want to love and also be loved physically and sensually for herself by you, or maybe a combination of both. But either way, the sight is that great, great sex flows from real intimacy, which is emotional warmth and closeness. So that is an important thing for us men to understand. We think it doesn't matter, but it does. We always think that, we think the other way around, and we're mistaken. We think that it's the other way around. Let us have sex. Let us have that outlet. And when we have that outlet, and we're calm, and we have our paspasale, the pressure is off. We don't feel that internal pressure. We had our release. We had our pleasure. Now I could relax, and now I could become intimate. But we are very, very wrong in having that mindset. Kaddish Baruch created it on purpose, this different uh, gauges of bodies, how we react very quickly, and the women, generally speaking, react much more slowly. Hashem put it there for a purpose. He wants us to engage and put in that work, to put in that real intimacy before having physical sexual relations. We're not talking about men all of a sudden turning into feminine people. We, could, we really need to give shiurim on that aspect of what masculinity is, what femininity is, and how a man has to have these masculine characteristics. But it's also okay 
for a man to have certain feminine aspects to themselves, just like it's it's okay for a woman to have some masculine aspects to themselves to a certain degree. You know, you have different girls. Some are like girly girls, very, very feminine. Then you have other girls that are also, you could tell they're feminine, but they also have a certain more, um, you know, strong um, masculine character, not in the physical way, but in the way they conduct themselves. And that's also okay. It depends on personality. But the idea really is, is us men, even if we're very, very masculine, and certainly if we have some aspects of feminine nature in us, but we need to develop a certain degree of that, which is what? Which is to start enjoying intimacy just like you enjoy sex. We Most husbands enjoy the physical, the sex, much more than they do intimacy, and we need to change that. Because what happens is, is we will enjoy it much more when it starts with the true intimacy of emotional warmth and closeness. And that is very, very important. Some aspects of this intimacy, this physical intimacy, of this emotional intimacy, rather, comes from things that happen during the course of the day, not just in the bedroom. One place would be is in situations where you happen to have a type of a job that you come home when your husband, when your wife is serving supper and more busy with the kids. And what happened is in some households is a, is a husband will come home. Sometimes they would ignore their kids and their wife because they're so zonked and they go into their own room and they, whatever it is, to chill and then they come back down. So that's also a problem. They need to engage and then relax. Sometimes what they do is they right away deal with their children, right? And what happens, what has to happen if, is, is to change that. When you walk into the door and it's the case where your wife and the kids are there, either they had supper or whatever it is and they're interacting and so on, don't look at the play paper, don't shuffle around the mail, go directly to her. And in the first five minutes that you're home, you're within five feet of her, you make eye contact, you could even give her a hug, maybe a kiss, depending on the dynamic of the relationship. That's not the main point. The idea is is you are choosing in the first minutes of coming home that the first person you're going to is your wife. And you, you basically also, when you touch her, non-sexual touches, her shoulder, whatever it is, showing that you're listening to her. How was your day? How are things by you? How are things going for you? And how are the kids doing? Or well, whatever it is, it's your ta- and 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 it's very very important. It's a good chinuch for the children also to visibly model how a loving wife treats the, his wife. It's a good chinuch. There, um, someone said he knows a friend that basically he didn't do this, and he usually used to basically play with his kids when he first came home. Also a nice thing, but he decided to do this. And he told his kids, you got to wait five minutes. Go to the couch, wait. You could read. You could play games, do whatever you need to do. I will be there soon. But right now, me and my your mother are talking, and you can't interrupt us. And you can't leave the couch either. They're young enough. They can be trained to do that. And um, the husband decided to do this. The kids in the beginning struggled with him when he first came home, you know, Um and he insisted, no, you have to stay in the couch or play nicely by yourselves because I'm talking to your mother now. And 
what happens is it's fascinating. There was one story where a husband shifted to do this. Instead of paying attention to them, the children, he delayed it and said, you play the games. I'm I'm talking to your mother for about five, six minutes alone time with her. And as they were talking, the husband and wife, in the first five minutes after he came home from work, his, he noticed his wife, his son slipped into the kitchen and started emptying out the dishwasher, you know, and they didn't even know that the kid know, knew how to do this. He says, what are you doing? And he answered, I'm helping out so that you and mommy could start, could, could, could keep, keep, keep talking. We don't realize that kids love to see their parents love each other. It makes them feel secure. And when they f- see their parents argue, they're fearful. They wonder if their home is safe. They may even think it's their fault that this is happening. So this idea of coming home for five minutes and being within the five feet airspace of your wife and talking to her and having interactions with her, and of course it's not always easy when you had a you know it's a draining day, but it strengthens your relationship, and that begins a true intimacy, the emotional warmth and closeness. When you and your wife get on the same page, when you reunite after work, there's a better chance that things are going to evolve better later in the evening, either with actual intimacy or just having a much warmer relationship for the rest of the night. And that's very, very important to understand. Now, we understand that to have sex, to have physical intimacy, for it to work, you, you, you know, you both have control. You, you both, you only control half the situation. Your wife needs to agree. So you have two choices. Khalila, you find other sources or other unhealthy outlets. The healthy choice is to lock in to your wife as the source, which means you lock out everyone else. We talked about this before. Exclusivity. No matter how long it takes and no matter how much it costs you and no matter how difficult it is because it's hard work, she is the one and you try and you try and you invest in her and 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 you recognize over a, wh- a while that the best physical intimacy that takes place between you and your wife generally comes from a warmth, from a love that's not just physical, but is emotional and even spiritual. This is something that is very, very important to recognize and to acknowledge. And um, because deep inside sometimes there's a lack of self-confidence in this. You know, do you measure up, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. And that is sometimes where a wife feels very insecure, you know. A wife very often... They're nervous about having, they don't say it openly, and even if they, it's part of married life and they have sexual relations with you often, very often they have a certain fear and insecurity. When they are actually being physically intimate with you, she, when it's hard for her to let go and get into it and truly enjoy it because a deep voice inside is saying, maybe you're not good enough. Maybe you're not good enough. Maybe there's something off. But if you give her the validation, you give her the emotional warmth, you give her the emotional closeness, and you affirm her, then you will see that she will actually enjoy it. She will actually enjoy it. And the trick is is to recognize what's going on 
and to really understand that. And of course, anytime there is a physical desire, again, we talk the difference between lust and love, but whatever it is, it's directed only towards your wife and no one else. And you obviously try your best to move away unhealthy lust and have it be a real healthy sexual desire when that's taking place. But what happens is, the truth is, is that when you or us as husbands develop a stronger character, work on our midas, do the right thing when no one is looking, even when your wife is not looking, you're doing the right thing, it's sensed, it's felt, and that actually can lead to healthy sexual fulfillment down the road. And you need to attract your wife that way. Yes, we know about the physical aspects of attraction and to dress nicely, to look presentable, and to say the right words and all of that. But the idea, and physically look appealing and so on and so forth, but the idea is really more than that, to emotionally invest in her, to show that you care. And very often what has to happen is you need to, it's hard for us men, especially if we have the higher sexual drive, we need to sometimes pull back. I'm not saying you give up sex completely. But you need to pull back and realize that maybe, maybe just maybe, I've been hyper-focusing on it. Maybe I've been using it in a negative way. Maybe I've been, extra, you know, a little tad more selfish than I need to be in this arena. Maybe I'm pushing her in certain ways. Uh, we do this sometimes with our wives when we expect them to cook certain things. We expect them to have the house a certain way. And when she may have a hard day, it may be hard for her to get to that point. And we may have pressured her in subtle ways or not so subtle ways into having sex. And this is something that us men need to recognize, need to stare it in the face, need to face the truth that we may be guilty of that. We may be responsible for that. We may not have um, been fear to our wives in this area. We have not given them their space. We have not given them the emotional security and the, the love and emotional attention that they need in order to warm up to us. We just want them to, to press a button and have them respond to us like we expected, like this is the way it's supposed to be automatically. And we have in our heads and some of the more Tyra learned uh, of us about the chiyuvim of other Meredith thing and 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 and, and what she's Eiseritzayn Bala and the Paspasali and 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 that's what Aisha's Chayel is supposed to be and so on and so forth. We need to move away from those type of things when it comes to our own expectations and suspect that maybe we're using these chazals for our own selfish sexual pleasure or benefit, and recognize that the best and ideal and it's better for us in the long run to have that true, healthy, sexual enjoyment with our wives comes from putting in this work, sometimes giving it up to an extent now, realizing and make them up your mind, I am not going to make the sexual intercourse and the, and, the, and the sex itself as the main priority here. I'm going to make my main priority emotionally connecting with my wife, showing that I care, and hopefully that will bring towards that physical intimate closeness. And it's not just a feminine thing. Mostly people think that men enjoy the physical release more and the action of that. 
while the women enjoy the emotional. But I want to tell you as husbands that once you invest in the emotional connection and closeness, then you will realize the best sex that you have, the best physical pleasures and emotion and, and connection you have with your wife comes from those nights, those situations when you were successful in being emotionally warm and close to her and she is responding back based on that emotion. That is the best possible sex that you can have and the, be- and the best heightened physical intimacy that you aspire to. And it takes hard work. Anything that is worthwhile takes hard work. And that is why this one is not an easy one because sometimes we have a strong pull towards the sex, towards that release. And we need to hold back. We need to put it in perspective and we need to say, I'm ready, but my wife isn't ready. She needs that care. She needs that closeness. You can be frustrated all you want, but that's just the reality. And we have to be honest with ourselves that maybe we were in the past unfair to her and we put pressure on her, unrealistic expectations on her, and we need to learn how to let go of that and really truly care for her in order for this physical, intimate aspect to work the best possible way. Brocha